0: Bachalo,
1: oh, oh.
0: Josh and Tom Nation.
1: What's going on,
0: man? A big moves going on in the org.
1: Yeah. Um. Hey, you know, we're getting some outside uh, perspective, which is good. Uh-huh. Um, and that's why I am happy to announce. Yeah. That the Cardinals are bringing in a certain gentleman to the front office, and who might that gentleman be, Tom? Um.
0: Let me look it up. It's he's pretty well known. Um, I think everyone, I mean, he's known from coast to coast. It's just, uh you know, it's just all about. Uh, how would I put? It? Um, I think I got it right here that they're bringing bringing this upcoming year. Yeah, uh, they're bringing in a couple. Ooh, um, okay, they're bringing in Violent J, and okay, and Shaggy to Dope. Oh, yeah, because Bush Stadium's hosting. The gathering of the juggalos.
1: That's right. That's right. Uh, ICP, juggalos for life. Bros. Yeah. What if the Cardinals go on to win a championship and then, like, an insane clown posse song becomes, like, the Gloria? Or like what the blues was <laughs> like.
0: Yeah, I I forgot what the songs was. What was. I just remember one was like about like Ricky like having like big tits.
1: Honestly, I couldn't name you. A, you could tell me that "Insane in the Membrane" is an ICP insane, song. Yeah, and I and I believe you. I don't think it is.
0: Also, maybe. that's real, right? Let's make sure that's real. I I hate for us to not not just lean into the Joe Rogan aspects of this pod, but well, the more well, I know, think it, let's. Let's be safe.
1: We've, we've got some takes on a uh, mitocarditis. We should uh, probably share that with... uh Yeah, you know. it's
0: awesome, and you should get it. Yeah. That's what we tell everyone. It builds character. St. Louis Cardinals Juggalos, which for a long time I thought was a slur. But it turns juggalos out, for life. It turns out it's the term of endearment. Yeah, I guess it's real. That Here, let me just go to the Cardinals page, just tap in juggalo. Juggalos. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't know if it's real. Please be real.
1: Juggalo sounds like a thing like a shithead from Philadelphia would call someone be like like the, it'd be like Jabroni and then Juggalo would be like a silly Jabroni.
0: I'm pretty sure this isn't real. Um it can't be, right? There's no way this can be real. Yeah, no, no, no. Okay, it's a joke. Oh, thank God, dude. <laughs> i got banned on twitter so i uh, i have i i don't know what i'm uh, well, are you like permanently banned um for like the next week uh for those wondering i told josh to kill himself <laughs> and, and uh,
1: i uh uh took your advice and
0: i'm actually recording from the ethereal realm yeah um so like i saw someone post a screenshot and i'm like no fucking way and then I just never followed up on it. It's not, man. God damn it! I wanted it to be real, didn't you? want it to be
1: real? Yeah, I thought it was real.
0: I guess we'll settle for the next best thing. We got Hein Bloom, the former Pobo. With that sounds like a Pobo. Yeah, that sounds like something you don't want to be called. I'm around.
1: from I'm from uh Hoboken, New Jersey. Yeah, I was thinking <laughs> like
0: uh it'd be like uh uh like <laughs> I'm a. Uh... Like, if you, uh, it's, I think it, it, to me, it sounded like another, uh, term you would call someone who is, uh, how would I put it, inappropriate with younger human beings? Oh, I think you're gonna say, like, that guy's got a fucking Pobo mustache. Like, uh,
1: <laughs> like a homeless, like a homeless. Oh. oh,
0: no, yeah. no, 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 not that. Um, Bloom, um, I don't know how you would rank his, like, uh, uh gming abilities he took over a red sox staff or sorry red sox payroll that was highest in the league and had uh super contracts and david price mookie Betts, and chris sale and you know he's known as the guy who traded away bets Uh, he didn't get much in return because um jeter downs isn't on that team they picked up another guy i can't remember but they also got alex Verdugo who's not on that team. But I think that trade was more important to freeing up over $60 million in yeah. payroll because well, he got Price. To, and uh, the
1: front office had already said, I believe at the time, that they weren't going to be paying bets the money he was going to command. Yeah. So you might as well get something, you know.
0: Well, they used that to dump Price, really, because, you I mean, they got, I mean, Price through know, like, 100 innings in his last three years. So for like 30 a piece. So um he got him he put together a roster in 21 that got to the ALCS. That was a good team. Um he's i to I mean to me the signing is that he's brought on as a part-time advisory role. Um Mo I think is bringing him on to uh, revamp our farm system. Um prior to this, he was a uh, VP to president of baseball operations and head of uh, player development with the Rays, and when he left, the Rays had the second best farm system in MLB. The Red Sox are currently ranked with the fifth best farm system, so I think we know what he's coming on board to do.
1: Yeah, the thing I like about this move is like I think Randy Flores does a very good draw, job drafting. Yeah, with, um, based off of like what the organization, you know. I guess places highest on you know the totem pole. Yeah. Um, you know they want somewhat polished college pitching, and they want basically power. Like that's what we've gone after, or like crazy athleticism, such as a Mason Win.
0: Yeah, versatility. Jordan is
1: good. Walker, Nolan Gorman. Versatility
0: uh, with a lot of raw upside. You know, yeah, probably which
1: isn't you know is a decent recipe for. Solid big leaguers, most of the time, but at the same time, you don't necessarily get that star power. And ahead of next year, when we have a fairly early draft pick, mind you, should
0: be you know, not
1: what are we eight?
0: Uh, I think we're seventh. I thought okay, it's it's somewhere we
1: we should be probably more like four or five, but nevertheless, Mm. you know, that's gonna hopefully that outside perspective helps with you know, drafting and. But hey, this is also uh you know I don't like the people on Twitter though that are saying that us getting him is like, oh, you know what I'm officially sold on this off season. I was pretty hesitant and then the front office added an advisor and now you know what this I give this off season like a B but like a B plus. I mean like to me
0: I, I see it as a pretty um I rank it as a, a like normal. I guess if B is I would say it's like a C plus. Like I think Gray was a great signing. I think what Mo did with the bullpen has been pretty good. Yeah. Um Palacios, it's sad to see him get traded, but um he's playing behind Big Dick Ricky. Yeah, I mean, he's probably gonna go become an all star. But I mean he deserves to have full time at bat somewhere. I mean, are we gonna aside from everyone's like opinion on dylan carlson i mean where is he gonna get full-time at bats over Edmund, over newt over walker
1: i mean yeah. well and the thing is the dude was playing you know in games that didn't mean anything last year and he was doing it with a smile on his face i could see why he would become somewhat of a fan favorite, like an early budding fan favorite
0: he's very versatile man i mean you know that's that's a great thing to have but like um I don't know. I don't see him as, like, the next big thing. He posts, like, a Instagram uh, story of his max exit below going up eight miles an hour. And we're all like, oh, shit. I mean, he's going to be, uh, I guess, another Tommy flashing the fam. You know what
1: I'm talking about, baby? Ooh, you know, ooh, we cooking well, I like that. I like, I like the pun.
0: I just don't see he has, like, a pathway to consistent, like, big league playing time. Because, I mean... I mean, I, I still don't even know if, like, you know, if he got as many at bats as, like, Burleson and D.C., if he's going to maintain the success he had in the short amount of time he had last year. But, I mean, that's baseball. I mean, he needs to go get full-time A-Bs uh, so he can continue his career. We needed a reliever. Kittridge was a good pickup. I think that's um, considered, like, with Robertson and O'Brien. Um, I think... And you and I were talking about this. Uh, It'd be nice if we went out and got Hector Nearest, but um, to me, the easiest thing a team on a budget can do is build an electric bullpen. And I think building a super bullpen, you know, if you're going to commit big money to a guy, you know, they really have to be a sure thing because the more money you spend on them, the more you're going to throw them out there no matter what the results are. Because you got to, you know, think Greg Holland. Eventually, just had to eat it, right? Yeah. It ain't going to be like a situation like, you know, let's say we bring up O'Brien and he's not that good. Okay, we just send him back down for more seasoning. Bring him up again later.
1: Well, you know. I think, uh at least my perspective is, is now that uh DeWitt's, baby DeWitt has
0: come out. Baby DeWitt.
1: has basically come out and been like, yeah, we're probably not going to add any significant payroll via like a big signing. Yeah. Um and I don't think a nearest deal would be considered, to me, a big signing.
0: No, I mean, he opted out. He's looking for probably around $10 million, but Yeah, I But I think to, that would be... Me,
1: that's not very much money for a high-leverage reliever, especially one with a proven track record, who has lost a little bit of elo but is still striking dudes out and has come from a very successful franchise. Yeah, his
0: contact profile in terms of like what kind of contact he gives up was incredible last year. And you know, I know he's like a thirty-four, thirty-five. I think but, he's
1: 34.
0: You know, I don't I wouldn't have seen that as a bad signing. Um like a two year
1: twenty or you know, you know twenty one million, million. They're gonna they're
0: yeah. gonna have to pay Kittridge probably like two or three million because we traded for him. He's still ARB eligible, so he's approaching arbitration this year. So um I don't know. I mean, I think the Kittridge thing was a good trade. I'm I'm okay with that. Um, I think the trades we made were fine. Um, uh, getting the two prospects from the Red Sox for O'Neill, Great. O'Neal finally gets out of St. Louis and go uh, bash some Rockets off the Green Monster. We get a high upside relief pitcher and a fairly low ceiling, low risk uh, starting pitcher. So I think most trades were, were good this offseason. His signings, I mean... Gray was great. Uh, you know, we'll see. You know, and there's an element of truth to this because our starting pitching was so fucking awful the first three months before the sell off. Like, yeah, I mean, if Lynn and Gibson are posting like even like a five ERA, that is way better than what we were getting out of Jack before trading him. So
1: I think they'll be low fours, honestly. Um,
0: I don't think they'll be low four. Our I mean- defense ain't that good. I think they'll probably be high fours, maybe low fives.
1: I mean, who's – like, why do you say our defense is not that good?
0: Because it wasn't that good last year.
1: Yeah, but that was last year. Yeah. I'm going to use that as an outlier because the year before it was elite. Like,
0: yeah, we had all those gold gloves. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, who's just – I mean, I feel like it's just as probable that we they could return to form. I mean, obviously the outfield is drastically different than what it was. But yeah, infield-wise – Do like, you think
0: our defense is going to be elite this year?
1: I mean, I don't think it'll be a lead. You think I, it'll be I average? Think, I I think slightly above average.
0: I think it'll be average because I think they're going to We'll have,
1: like, the 13th best defense. But
0: I don't think, baseball. like, a defense that's going to go from, like, I think we're, like, 22nd, 21st in the league to, like, 15th or 16th or maybe even, like, 12th is going to shave, um, you know, over half a runoff of what. Lynn and Gibson did last year Lynn and Gibson could just be awesome Change of environment and everything But like to me those guys uh, Lynn's thing is he strike guys out He's got to keep the ball in the ballpark Great Um, And I know Bush Stadium is an incredibly Pitcher friendly ballpark He gave up like Over 40 something dongs That's pretty important Bush Stadium will probably hold like Five or six of those so there's still the other dongs that are like, it's not that Lynn needs to give up five or six less home runs. He needs to give up twenty less home runs.
1: But you forgot, he now has a pitching mound in his house. He has a pitch. The team. guy's been working all off season with his wife. He's gonna
0: throw a change up, man. He's gonna be hot.
1: He's gonna throw a slider. He's gonna throw a change up.
0: And Gibson, I think like last four years, he's always just been a mid fours. He's he's a back easy epitome of a back end rotation guy, like. Um,
1: but he's weirdly the guy in a playoff game I kind of almost would trust just because just out of the he's blue. got like a track record of being like, like somewhat mid and this is like this is the moment this guy is We play need play
0: five games. innings of three run ball. Yeah. That's what we need. Like Gibson, I like his his career hasn't shown that he's gonna be like a guy who's gonna post like a four or five war season. He's not gonna be a guy he might throw 100 around 180 innings for us, which is great. And again, and it comes back. I just, I just want to know what qual. you know, I'm curious about what quality of innings we're going to get out of them. I mean, they'll be better than what we were getting last year, no doubt. But I mean, I don't know how much that's going to translate into, you know, we won 71 games last year. And what do you think would take the win of the division? 90? Say 90. You know, 90 is, are those (laughs) like how much of a swing of those 19 wins? Is Lynn or Gibson going to be a part of? I mean, They're probably I, a part of five or six.
1: Yeah, and but I also think like ten games probably get swung either way, just because you have guys going a little deeper and the bullpen will be less stressed. The
0: bullpen be better, yeah. Well, it's not like the bullpen was that stressed last year. Cardinals starters were among. I mean, we were I think like twelfth in innings pitched among our starters. It's just again, seriously, yeah. And like oh God, I feel and like, like God. I'm becoming like a proponent of like if you if your bullpen can handle it, then fucking full send, you know? Like the Rays starters completed the 26 most innings. And they dominated. They've always been like that. So like having a quick hook for a guy, I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I'm for me from that position, I just I would always see it as, you know, that overworks your reliever's arms that gets them hurt. Um, but it, we we're
1: we we're without Helsley for most of the season.
0: Yeah, I mean the season really took a shit. The bullpen especially did once Helsley went down. Yeah. Um, when he went down, that's when the bullpen's numbers, uh, um, really really combusted.
1: I'm gonna jump tracks on you for a minute. Yeah. I don't see a place for Palante in this bullpen.
0: Me either. No, he's very expendable. It's good to see him working on that death ball for Tread Athletics and all that. But, like, unless he comes in and is just striking a shit ton of guys out.
1: What, like a seven-something, eight, like, case per nine?
0: Yeah, well, he walks a lot of guys. He's a contact pitcher is what it is. He doesn't strike guys out. He doesn't strike a ton of guys out, and he walks a lot of guys, too. So, like... He was good that first year. And I remember us talking about this. He got lucky. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, we was like, yo, he's good. We give him like a B, B plus. But like his thing is, is that, you know, he's it's all comes down to what kind of defense you got. You know? Um, if yeah. wins a full-time starter, we'll probably be pretty good up the middle. No doubt. Um, it'll probably be what? Gorman, who was average last year, and that's a great step for him.
1: Yeah, no, and I mean, then, Gorman was surprisingly good for one expectations. One second.
0: Wynn would probably be averaged above average for his full season, I'd say. Um, and then if Tommy's healthy, I I know we j- he's coming off the wrist surgery. Um, if he's healthy, he will probably be good in center. Newt will be probably decent in left, and Walker will. Walker's going to be the big thing in right. Yeah, I mean, he showed a lot of improvement, as we know, in August, September. It's just... You know, it's been six months. We're going to see how he is or sorry, five months going to be see how he's going to be like in spring training, how he's going to look when the season starts up. And then uh, at the very least comes down to Nolan and Goldie, like is was last year a sign of regression because they're getting older because this happens or, you know, was it just kind of just one of those things, you know, they had something that was nagging them or it just wasn't their year. You know, they can turn it around.
1: I'm just happy that, you know, as far as our defensive outlook, by far our worst fielder is in the least important position to be good at.
0: In right field? Yeah. yeah. like Well, and also think of, like, defensive subs. I mean, Donnie can play everywhere, and Donnie is, I would say, an exceptional second baseman, and he's more or less, like, at the very least, like, average everywhere else, which is fine. you know, like like, uh, whether you want to use him as a defensive sub, give a guy a day off, or make him full-time. Donnie's going to get full-time A-Bs, just where we play him. Burleson's not a strong defensive outfielder, which, you know, if we're rewinding a bit back to the Palacios trade, you know... Uh, That's a
1: defensive sub. That's a guy who can play center. You know,
0: precisely. Yeah. And Palacios can play middle infield. But then again, you know, if you went to the Rays, you're like, we like him. And what about Burleson? Be like, nah, we like that guy.
1: What did the front office this whole time is like... You know, we'd really like to keep Palacios and actually deal Burleson, but you know, we've <laughs> we've we've already announced the Cardinals caravan, um, guys and Cape Girardeau needs a little burley in their life. We need a we little ju- burley. We, we 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 just can't ex- expend him.
0: We need a little burley actually. We're gonna go see him, see how wouldn't goes. that
1: be wild if uh Burley um, like somehow like in the middle of that event gets traded? That'd be Look, very funny. Like,
0: he's like, fuck this. He you know, like turns over a table in the El Center. We're like, whoa, we were here. Oh, this tight. this is when this is when they shot Kennedy.
1: I have a picture of me and y- of uh me and Yachty at that one year. Yeah. But uh, he was signing my thing, and my dad like took a picture of his shitty flip phone. But like Yachty's literally talking on the phone to somebody while he's signing it. And I'm like, this little fat, like red-faced kid, just like
0: he signs your head. <laughs> <laughs> um I I mean, you know, I guess in hindsight, you know, I'm not the GM. I think Cardinals value Burleson over Palacios, but I mean Palacios was a left handed bat with a lot of versatility. But you know, I don't know if Burleson's trade value is as high as we like to imagine. Like uh cause, I mean, cause we I play badminton with our Friends about like what kind of trades they would like to make. And like I don't think the White Sox are gonna give us Cease for a combo of Burley McGreevy. and Edmund. Yeah, <laughs> McGreevy. Like they're going to if they're smart or sorry, if they're normal, a normal uh baseball front office, they're taking a bite out of whoever wants Cease, And they're taking three prospects at the very least. Three really good ones.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Was uh, they got quite the haul for Adam Eaton a few years ago, right? Because they traded they traded away Adam Eaton, didn't they? Uh,
0: let me look.
1: Like I remember that like winter meetings when Eaton went to the Nationals. I mean, they got a hell of a haul for him.
0: Here, yeah, I'll tell you real quick.
1: At least at the time, granted, I don't know if any of those guys panned out.
0: Mm. He was part of a three-team trade. Man, this was messy. Oh, no. That was when he got traded from the D-backs to the White Sox. Sorry. Oh, traded by okay. the White Sox to the Nationals for Dunning, Giolito, and Lopez. So, that was a good – that was a great trade. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. Um, Burley is probably going to get moved, and they had to move someone. They had to get some value. So, that's probably what happened. Sorry, that's we don't know what happened. We're just guesstimating there. I mean, a low a lower rung team could probably take like a flyer on Burley for as a guy who platoons possibly becomes everyday starter. All right. Really good contact profile. Don't get me wrong, but we know he's not a that good of a defender. He probably best suited as like a first baseman. And
1: he didn't but... he didn't show the power either last year that but...
0: No, but you know, that could still emerge. You know, he nearly had, like, a league average OPS. Um, so, like, you have a guy who hits from the left side of the dish, and he puts the ball in play. All right. So how, what do we do to improve the quality of ball in play? And if that means he changes up his approach and K's more, but hits the ball harder, or pulls it more, so be it. Um, Can you explain
1: to me what's so special about driveline and why that's like the, they are going to have a great fucking year next year. They're at driveline. Like, oh. what? So just... like
0: I've been watching a few other vids. I have mainly been watching like the pitching ones, and basically, you take like a system like TrackMan, and you really scientifically, I guess, would probably you, you really you really overanalyze the you know the quality of your swing, which I think is good because they speak about you know um, uh, you know here's your degrees on your approach, here's your bat speed. That's huge. You know, and that's something that's you can find in any other sport. Like the like the one I normally see in is in golf. Is you know they look at like your swing speed because that's going to generate in terms of obviously how hard you can drive the ball. And so it makes sense that would apply in baseball. And just like golf, you know you're going to have more success as a power hitter if you're hitting that ball at a certain angle on an upward trajectory. You know, and if you're hitting I think, what is it, a fucking barrel or hard hit is like 13 to 16% or something, or 13 to 16 degrees, I think. Uh, But if you're hitting that and you're hitting the ball at probably X amount of speed and it's leaving your bat at, at like 95 to 100 miles an hour off, like the chances of you not only hitting, it's more than just a home run, but just getting on base, you know, jumps from like, 25% 25% to as high as like. That's like kind
1: of why seven. Matt Holiday was like such a darling in a lot of those like sabermetrics is the guy just hit the ball fucking hard. and hit Yeah,
0: him he, uh, well, you know, when Holiday could go to either field, he just hit the ball hard is what it is. He was, I would probably say, you know, a bit before like how baseball's played today because Holiday probably, I mean, I would say based on just his, his appearance, that dude could hit 40 tanks if he wanted. He's hot. Yeah. He is he is one solid muscle. But if we're talking like um, you know, if you put holiday in drive line, he'd just hold the ball more and he'd try to hit it in the air. And he probably wouldn't hit 300, but he'd probably hit 40 homers. You know, it's the trade-off on that. And uh, you know, from what I was reading about Gould's right up on Goldie's um uh time up at drive line, you know, his big thing is uh that he said he was lacking last year was being able to load up on the ball and his bat speed. That's where we saw like that exaggerated stance he was yeah. doing to try and get his uh, to try and uh, uh, raise his speed on a on a swing. Um, so, you know, that's a good thing to see. That's a good thing to see from a 36-year-old veteran to have an open mind like that. It's a good thing to see for a guy who, yeah, I mean, he's past 35 years old and granny's two years removed from winning MVP, but like, You know, this is Goldie's final season. You know, I'm sure there's going to be talks of an extension. So there's a lot of money on the line for him. If he gets off to a hot start, maybe he gets two or three more years of like, you know, 15 to 20 million. So it's good to, you know, aside from like, it's just good that he grows within the game. He's obviously doing it for his pocket. That's smart. Oh, man. It's, I, and keep in mind my knowledge of like, uh, you know how, what they do to assess it i've been mainly watching the pitching ones because i find those entertaining but like you'll look at how a pitcher when they uh you know are assessing a, a pitcher they'll look at they judge their uh, revolutions uh on the ball you know their rpms they judge their uh degree at which uh the ball releases their hand well how much horizontal movement they're getting how much vertical movement so, like, obviously less vertical movement. You get on a fastball, it gives off the illusion that it's rising, which means it's a harder ball to get underneath. That's very important. Um, That's why a guy like Felix Batiste is a fucking fucking animal, man. Like, And, like, you can't always get that just by having a 6 year old fucking coach just watch you in the bullpen. So it's good to have that tech for it. Be like, yeah, this is where your fastball is riding. This is where... You know, this is the pro the shape profile of your sweeper, you know. This is the spin rate of your curveball. ball. You know, more spin that you have on the curve, the harder it is to hit. Harder it is to not only hit, but the barrel up and hit hard. So um it's good that they're using that. That level of tech. Um we'll we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Hopefully plante can stick and become you know, Didn't, become good.
1: Do you think there's gonna be like a like a ricochet and all of this to where Everyone is like hyper analyzing everything and basically trying try like maximize like potential, uh, to the point where eventually, like, there's just gonna be like a 54 year old man named like Walter Suggins who just is like gets signed out of the Frontier League and is like, I throw, I only throw one pitch, the spitball,
0: I throw and, a splitty ditty, <laughs> just like, a like, the guy, deadly duty. It's
1: like Jamie Moyers, like. I don't know, uh, deformed cousin
0: who's cousin, yeah. like, I, you, I mean, analytics have taken over base. They've taken over baseball, uh, uh, in a way I haven't seen in any other sport. And like, you know, we, I asked the question we were talking about basketball and they don't, and I'm like, is there a war out there for NBA? And I think it's like point share. hockey has something like in terms of point share, but it's nothing that's caught on. I mean, they're probably the, second most analytic sport and they don't even hold a fucking, fucking candle to uh to baseball. Um, you know, I I'm sure, I'm sure there's something lost on that. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, being able to assess a guy in person and see what he does against hitters. You know, if a, a guy can have, you know, let's say top five, or be in the ninety-fifth percentile in terms of sweeper movement and still not be an effective pitcher if he doesn't have the makeup to deploy it in the game over a guy who let's say is in the just like in the fortieth percentile. You know, that type of shit can still happen. But like I think it's good using those tools to be like, okay, what do we want out of a out of a relieving arm? You know? And if I came to you you'd be like, Well, he throws hard and he's got a good slider, I'm like, okay, so you might be like so, what are the like there's plenty of guys, plenty of relievers with a good slider and a live arm. So, what are the particulars of it? Like, okay, well, he's got like fifteen to twenty inches of arm side run. He throws ninety eight. uh he's got uh you know almost seven feet of extension, so the balls on top of the hitter more. um his slider runs between eighty five and ninety and it has about twenty inches of bat side movement and you'd be like oh that sounds fucking cool that doesn't sound you know that sounds like within the profile of what we would want out of a guy yeah you know and it also becomes more you know if they have you know we're talking about guys that you pick up in a pioneer league or a minor league uh where they uh, you know where we have where we have stat cast in some of these stadiums to be like yeah and josh like that slider of his generates like a you know a a 50 percent whiff rate so when guys swing at it they miss at it a lot it generates a chase rate of x amount you know um to me i you know people use analytics and say they're just made up numbers it's not it's just you know it's a reality of the fact it's to me it just adds certain context on it like uh you know Uh, why was X pitcher so dominant? Well, he got people to chase his fucking shit. That's why, here's the stats for it. He, he didn't, here's the part, here's the parts of the zone where he gets hit at, and he didn't throw the ball there a lot, you know?
1: Yeah. I mean, I do think like the just that hyper maximization of everything, like there, there are going to be diminishing returns eventually because there's always an answer on one end of it, you know? It's, uh, it's like hitters a, are doing X, Y, and Z. They're trying to, yeah. you know, get basically under the ball more, hit it in the air. Well, pitchers, you know, the saber, not the saber metrics, but the different kind of stat cast stuff for the pitchers will tell them, okay, well, now we need to start approaching hitters this way. And I mean, it's just going to ebb and flow each yeah. way. It's
0: well, I mean, like, uh, you know, the thing that's, I guess, lost, I mean, it's just like a generational thing. You know, these older heads that love baseball, they'd be like, you know, you can just go, you know. You, you know, guys like you know the guy we write about, Whitey Herzog, was an incredible like assessor of talent, and he had to do that with his fucking eyes. Yeah, you know there is a, you know, yeah, I can see how that's something that's lost. It's
1: like Clint Eastwood in that movie. I know he'll be a good hitter. It's the crack of the bat. Yeah, the crack of the bat. That's how I know. Uh,
0: does he have a? Does he have a fucking hot girlfriend? <laughs> He's got confidence. <laughs> I don't know. Like, um, it's good to see. It's good to see our guys up there doing that. It's good to see them, you know, working out. It's good to see. Lance Lynn built a bullpen in his basement. You know, it's good for him. He needs that. He gave up what, like forty-seven bombs last year. Him and Giolito gave up over forty. So, I mean, that's why the and the White Sox have a pitcher-friendly ballpark. (laughs) We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how all this goes, man.
1: I was. I think we've talked about this before, but I've been watching uh the second season of Welcome to Rexham
0: that, mm-hmm. uh, you
1: know, about the football club and.
0: Uh, oh, my Welcome to Turnchester.
1: <laughs> but I, 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 you know, if if our minor league system wasn't set up in such a way where they were just like feeder teams to an actual MLB team, relegation would be so fucking cool.
0: Yeah. Just punishing a team. Be like, go down and you're going to go. It's Pittsburgh, you're going down to play the Memphis Redbirds yeah. for a full season. Earn your way back, you know.
1: Like, uh, if the minor leagues weren't set up the way they are, they were separate teams. Um,
0: Ryan brought that up. Uh, that was an old Ryan that yeah, yeah. he would did here. We got to make sure he gets on. But uh, it's was just like, how cool would it be? To relegate the bottom six,
1: like it's funny, but also like it sounds fucking cool. It one, it would encourage teams to not like tank, Tank, probably use that revenue
0: sharing money. Yeah, Yeah.
1: Actually, put together, put together a good group of lads on the pitch.
0: Yeah, yeah. If if uh, here's the way, here's why it wouldn't work. Um, it's because um when you build a You know, X about a million, or I guess today's were billion dollar stadium that seats can seat up to fifty or forty to fifty thousand people. All right, no one's gonna give a fuck to come watch you lose five to four to the Chattanooga Sound. You know, like (laughs) there's too much. Like if all the let's say like baseball, so I got bored because I saw like the. Uh, the Ronnie Acuna like hitting bombs in the Venezuelan league. I'm like, oh, so I like to you know get on like Apple Maps and just go find. You know, like, oh, let's go see their stadiums, and they're all basically the same thing. They're a bowl that seats like twenty five to thirty thousand people, like in Mexican and uh, Latin leagues. If like every like if minor league stadiums had that, if they all if all these um league parks. You know, from from rookie ball up to the MLB level, we're kind of on that level. Relegation would work well. There's okay. way there's too much money.
1: Here's what we do: we start just removing seats out of the stadium.
0: Okay. And hear me. And out. we put them in the other stadium that we bring back up, right? Yeah. So, so what, if the <laughs> well, we'll, if the Arkansas Travelers move up, we're like, they how 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 much does their stadium hold? Ten thousand. We got to move thirty thousand seats. Yeah. <laughs> Out of fucking Kauffman Stadium, Did...
1: <laughs> but with like Bush, for example, the Budweiser Terrace is last. So like, oh yeah, it's, it's just gonna be like, <laughs> there's gonna be no one in the entire stadium. It's just gonna be like dirt and concrete, and then just up in the like any up. All that removal would field. probably
0: make it shake too. We'll it the Tilton Hilton <laughs> is what we'll call it.
1: It's just a bunch of drunk idiots just up, and the there's court.
0: a home run. <gasps> There's a home run by Paul Goldschmidt. Uh no one no one's gonna get it. That ball's just gonna kinda roll until it hits Clark Avenue. Yeah.
1: Zach Hample. Zach Hample will have a field day with that.
0: Well it'll be easier to find and kill him.
1: Yeah. <laughs> fucking snipe him from the Budweiser. Yeah. Yeah. The, the
0: commune has uh, the commune trusts uh what to do with our uh, disgruntled Zach Hample out there.
1: You ever oh. ha- okay. This this might just be an intrusive thought that I probably shouldn't share, but I remember as a kid, oh, boy. I would you know, well, there was one season where my parents got me like a ticket package, and it was like you get to go to like one Sunday home game a month, basically. That's cool, and it it was pretty cool. But like our tickets were only in like section two sixty five, so left. Hey, in, like, you're up there, kind of right by the foul pole, of Big Mac Land. Yeah. Um, but I always had the thought I was like, this is a pretty good vantage point mind you, I was super into calling. call. Oh, at to the kill, of time. kill everyone? Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. Just, like, getting set up and, like, man, I could just, like, you could just really snipe people from up here.
0: No, let yeah. Okay, so don't take this serious, folks. But, like, there was that part, like, after 9-11, like, and as I got older, I was like, like, because, you know, they'd be like, they could stri- terrorism could strike at, at the Puxico homecoming, you know? <laughs> but, like, no shit. Like, no shit. Like, if you had, like, sleeper cells... And and don't this isn't advice. This isn't financial advice. But like, yeah, like it it would be kind of easy to kill a whole bunch of people. <laughs> like, I'm kind of surprised that doesn't happen more often. Like, you could just be like, Yeah, anyone can get a gun here, or you can just go find one, or you can hurt someone that has it's, one. It's St. You can get a gun any well, you're looking in, you're in America.
1: Look any trash can you
0: Anywhere in America. You can get a high firing fucking sem- fully auto possibly, but semi automatic rifle and just go like yeah right before right when everyone's going into a baseball game or a hockey game or get on a bus or go into any place crowded and like like in the like this is the kind of intrusive thoughts i was having like as a kid i'm like hey i'm like i don't understand how like 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 i'm trying to understand the 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 al the al-qaeda mind i'm like why can't they just get a guy to take our school bus here and like literally go drive it into Lake Wapapello? Like, <laughs> like I don't get why they couldn't do that. Like they could do like a nine eleven every day if they fucking wanted to. Like. We're
1: up, ladies and gentlemen. We're up to seven nine 11s so That's right. Seven nine eleven. The first five came on Twitter when Tom was being a bad boy.
0: We're uh we're the only Cardinals podcast up there that really never forgets. <laughs> <laughs> We never forget about that day in America yeah. and how Pete Alonso did it, and has Harrison Bader to help him now. But no, like uh, that level of like in, uh, like intrusive, I guess, is normal. Like there, and this was also like something I stopped doing. Like it took me to my twenties. Like if I went into a public place, I'm like, where are the exits? What's the vantage point? Oh, what if I, if some shit goes down here at. At, at this fucking Transformer movie screening. <laughs> I got to make sure I can get out alive. You
1: know, that was a that was the thing with my ex. Is she always wanted to sit where she could see the door. I'm like, are you fucking Jason Bourne? I mean, like... Yeah. She, she, she like, had a thing about, like being scared of, like, an active shooter, which um, of course... That's more understandable My
0: my fear it, was, like... totally My is. My fear was just rooted in, like, uh, you know, Middle Eastern racism. And you know. the guy comes, like, I don't like bar. but he's a Muppet, so I can get away with doing the voice. <laughs> and then he blows himself up, and I gotta, like, oh! Patriot! Oh, I gotta get out! I gotta go buy Patriot flags! <laughs> but, like, an active shooter thing is... I, I relate with that, because I'm like, okay, yeah, that could happen. Yeah, you know? and...
1: I mean, yes, that's a very real fear, um, especially for anyone, maybe
0: not like sitting next anyone to anyone
1: in table. like high school. Like, I get it. Yeah. Like, there's always this, There's always those kids. I was student
0: teaching. Winner. I was like, uh, "Do those windows come out?" They're like, "Yep." I'm like, "Okay," and they're like, "We have to teach the kids about the Alex system." I'm like, "The shooter's gonna know the Alex system."
1: Yeah, it's the thing with like the bucket of rocks in the corner of the room, yeah. right?
0: <laughs> we're, well, uh, gonna, we're gonna stone a school shooter. To no, death. that was before they. Uh, that was before uh, run, hide, fight became more of a thing. So the Alex system was more or less it was an early adoption of that, but it was mainly just go away, like just run away. And so when I was student teaching in St. Vincent, they had collapsible windows in their yeah, high school I so know they windows. would just yeah. plop right out and then you just run to the football field. Also
1: folks, it sounds creepy. I don't know the windows cuz I was scouting at the school my dad used to teach at this high school so yeah. and, I'm familiar.
0: So like <laughs> for the record. <laughs> so and then they came. To, then they, they were like uh and if you can't you just lock the door and I'm like and what then? Like uh you find you get all your boys you get them a book and then uh, if the shooter comes in you throw the books at them and then you do something about it. I'm like, then, like die, like yeah, like die. I'm like all right.
1: Then you give the girls a prayer card. Well, you know, yeah. While the fighting is happening.
0: Screen, yeah, no. They're
1: in the keep, and there's just a bunch of deaths like, snapped up. <laughs> I want you
0: to, I want you to scream at them, uh, a scre- uh scream at them in various accents, is what I want you yeah. girls to do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, Thor and I were cooking last night. I went up to St. Louis to see my buds, and uh, um, we went to an open mic at Blue Strawberry. And uh, I don't know what came over us, but we're like, dude, what if uh, Creedence Clearwater re- Revival? Right? They're like, yeah. We're like, but Chinese, <laughs> and then we just call it CCP. Oh God. <laughs> and, then, and then we started singing "Fortunate Son," and it would just be—it's uh, just a song about being happy to be a, a boy during the one child policy <laughs> some folks are born not a guy Ooh, they get thrown off a bridge you know, like and we were screaming we were interrupting the show we were laughing so hard at that concept so jesus yeah we're we're appropriate we didn't do the voice you guys are goblins we are a little goblin boys oh they're uh there was a comic who said this. Um so I know like uh like part of my brain's like, You still got that stand-up gene, dude? I'm like, mm-mm. Cause uh I'll over-assess and find and laugh my ass off at like something that really like that really only tickles me. And uh Thor and I lost our mind. Uh, his comic Andreas went up, he's very funny, and uh he basically said as he's like He's clearly Hispanic, but he's light skinned Hispanic. He was playing off that. And he's like, I don't know what race I am. And he says that and he's like, but I sure do like pussy. And like we could not stop laughing at a guy being like, I don't know what race I am. I just like to fuck. And we're just <laughs> screaming. <laughs> like we're just like, what a what an intro. Like <laughs> they're not related. Like, I don't know what fucking I don't know where I come from. I just love pussy, bro. <laughs> It was it was a good time. It was good seeing the pool. It's
1: like reminded me of like the new season of Reacher because there's this guy who's like a ghost and they're like, he can pass as Armenian, uh, <laughs> Greek, um, uh, otherwise Middle Eastern, Italian. Like, hey, hey. so they have no idea what nationality this guy is. Oh, he's he, Hispanic. What he looks like. <laughs> they also say he can pass as a Hispanic person. And I'm just imagining that. But they're like, but there's one thing we do know about him. He likes to fuck. And they're like, OK, <laughs> all right. We can go with that. That is okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I guess like yeah, I guess it's like uh if you're uh like Hispanic or like Middle Eastern or Italian actor, you can be like I can play like five five, six fucking roles now, man. Yeah. So be like a be a Native American role, I could be Italian, be Hispanic. I mean there's
1: the Scorsese rule, you can be Italian or Jewish and play either one, right?
0: Yeah, that's the. well what's another thing about like being Italian, you can be Italian and Jewish now in movies. Also Hispanic, sometimes. Sometimes Hispanic. So, yeah. Sometimes Hispanic. Hispanic. Chrissy. Like,
1: like Andre Polante's is not passing for, you know. Yeah. Juan Estevez or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, he's not. Definitely yeah. not. But you remember? Uh, you ever seen the movie "Observe and Report"?
1: Observe and report. Is that the? Oh wait, no. I'm thinking of the men who stare at goats.
0: <laughs> the men who stare. At, <laughs> the men who stare at scrotes. <laughs>
1: What is Observer report about?
0: It's a, a very dark Seth Rogen film. Uh, but Danny McBride's in. It and he plays like he has like this one off scene. Oh. where he's a gangbanger and he's choloed up.
1: I have. They to made him look this. like they okay. made him look
0: like a cholo. Um, and like I don't know why you're telling me that. I'm like, oh yeah, Danny McBride can do that. Like, yeah, Danny McBride. <laughs> Danny McBride's one of those. He can beat. He can pull off Hispanic, Italian, Native American. <laughs> God damn. Fucking smoke
1: my peace pipe, motherfucker. Like,
0: <laughs> like. What did he say about that? He was like, this is a gun. You're going to suck this gun like a dick. And when it comes, it's going to blow your motherfucking brain.
1: <laughs> Observer reports like Seth Rogen's like a rent-a-cop, right?
0: So he's a mall cop. Okay. Right? And it's very surrealist. It is very. It is a black comedy. Um, I think it's a very, very good film. It, But it also has... This incredibly fucked up scene that uh, will ruin it for folks. And I'm not going to lie, I still don't even feel it. So he's got like, he's really obsessed with Anna Ferris. Like, he's like, he sees himself as like a hero, as a rent okay. okay. And Anna Ferris is just some, ha ha ha, works at like one of them, like at a nail salon. And there's a scene where he finally scores a date with her. And she's only going out with him because he has like drugs or some shit. And she gets loaded and passes out. And he fucking, well, I mean, it, we'll call it what it is. He has sex with her while unconscious. So there's a term for that. Mm. Uh, starts with an R, uh, ends with an E. And uh, while it, I mean, it is like late 2000s humored or like, oh, that's super edgy. And that really, that will push it, but it'll get like a dark laugh on it. I'm like, yeah, it definitely did for me at the time. But like nowadays I look at I'm like, I'm more uncomfortable by this scene here yeah. and like to me to me i think it's consistent with how deranged his character is and i think it kind of i still think it has like value to uh to the characters and the story it's just it's it's a lot to process in a film that is a lot to process but watch it watch it with your kids uh know, watch it with your family you so. know it's trevor bowers favorite movie it's definitely Trevor Bauer. Yeah. I got in an argument with a Trevor Bauer defender. He did. If you ever want to like in a, I've noticed this. If you ever want to get like in a Twitter argument, you just say anything negative about, sorry, true about Trevor Bauer, and people just name search the shit out of him and come. Yeah, it. it's
1: like that bitch who
0: searched Creton whenever you. It's like that was pretty funny.
1: That was pretty. And you were just like,
0: okay, I'll make a. <laughs> like- <laughs> well it wasn't my original response If uh for an extra For a $15 Patreon tier, I'll send a screenshot of what I was Gonna say Um but uh Yeah um what was he I just said like do you want to fuck Trevor Bauer like you've been doing this all day he's yeah. like you're A homophobe I'm like Yeah no uh, my
1: roommate has a gay dad So I'm also included in that protection First Sorry. off this
0: isn't homophobia to be Like I think you want to fuck Trevor Bauer and second off, I think you want to fuck Trevor Bauer. Like this is, this is weird. Like what? Like why? Are, he like went did this like John Fleming's like Twitter. I'm like, why? Why are you searching this shit, dude? Like, I don't know. He's fucking pathetic. Yeah, I should have just told him to kill himself because that would have been like,
1: yeah, he would have been attacking one of your best buds. He <laughs> <You> would have. <laughs> You could have been, you know... So, like, whatever I was, like, typing,
0: I was like, oh, what do I say? I should have been like... I was like, okay, we can either lean into uh, Andy Cavazos and be like, he's a Cardinal legend, or say something incredibly mean. I'm like, say something incredibly mean. We'll laugh. And then Twitter was, like, instant. it was like, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> Come on. I got away with it earlier, like, two weeks ago. So there's a, a Twitter account I like called, I think, KT Likes Baseball. And, um... Uh, she was getting like I would, I wouldn't call it, like her like Does I feel like any negative this
1: story end with you calling this sweet girl.
0: No, 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 no. She's fine. Herself. She's fine. Okay, <laughs> but like it popped up and like uh, some there, there's how would I put it? Um, guys who have random who don't share like their profile pic immediately just commenting on how someone looks, especially like women. Is like to me like probably a sign that like they 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 have like no like no worthwhile self esteem. Well,
1: Margo Robbie is totally
0: mid. That's it's uh... Roby. By the way, it's Roby. It's Roby. Roby. I'm saying Robbie. Fuck Roby. that shit. It's uh Ro- no. It is Robbie. I thought you remembered because I said Roby one time. You're oh, like right. it's Robbie. You fucking are I'm oh. like Roby. Take- Margo T- Robbie. T- K- Robbie. Hey, go, T- Hey, K- go, Robbie. <laughs> But like this uh guy said some used be mean, so I just said something mean to him, and then i uh started uh, posting pictures of like Mossberg shotguns, being like you should suck on this, and like I got away with that <laughs> like but like, uh, like twitter you gotta run you gotta run the analytics here, man, you gotta know Josh and I are buds. and I don't want him to kill himself, yeah now then who's yeah, who's going to who's going to pay half the rent half the rent i need him for the rent okay mm-hmm. and if i die for him to uh give biscuit to aaron i guess like she can have her so i don't
1: think i i think i'm just going to kill biscuit if you
0: yeah die. If you're like yeah, you're going to be excited for it? You're like i'm gonna be so
1: well, like i I'll, I'll, like position you like like assuming you know maybe you like Heel over, or something. Yeah. I'll like position Biscuit underneath you, like and a video game. We'll just like punch her. <laughs> she, like,
0: yeah, yeah, no, yeah, like, like a Fallout character, where you can drag a corpse, or in Baldur's <laughs> Gate, where you can pick up a corpse and throw it down. It was an accident. I don't know. Why. Cat just died underneath this fat fucking idiot. <laughs> Oh, man. people got 30 minutes of baseball All of us now they're getting this shit
1: yeah it was too much baseball oh speaking of baseball yeah the biggest scandal in carton the cardinal nation right now is this jack they're not flaherty really getting the
0: juggalos know. oh yeah jack flaherty got wilson I in don't... trouble
1: okay here's the thing i li- i i listened to the clip i don't see what the problem is
0: yeah, it was kind of, I kind of thought the, I don't, I don't feel like I learned anything new out of it. Cause I kind of think like, I mean, if anything, Jack's he... like, no, it kind of got taken out. I'm like, it's kind of like pretty well, he... well reported that I don't know. Like then why did you say it like that to me? Like when I, uh, when I, when I, when I read the transcript of what Jack said, I'm like, I, I'm like, I don't know, man, it, that didn't seem like that could be, that really seemed like I'm it's going to only be taken way. one way. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, but like you're on a different team now. Why would you be trying to basically like take over? He wants
0: to to come back. Him? He's like, oh
1: shit, Detroit. I mean, Ducks. so that's why I'm like, you know, maybe he did he miss- he did misspeak because he was maybe not the best with PR stuff.
0: We like, all remember the, the being
1: the Cardinals.
0: Him telling uh, Derek Gould he didn't understand the art of pitching. So yes. Yeah.
1: I mean, the Cardinals being the Cardinals, they probably don't want a bunch of he said she said, so they're like, "Well, Wilson, you're going to be the sacrificial lamb here. Sorry, bud. Um, we know it's not all you or mostly you. Um, but we don't feel like telling the media that, "Oh, our star pitcher misspoke and it's it's really him." You know, I, maybe they just fucking roll with it cuz there's too many fucking shitty shitty storylines going on with the team at that point and really the entire season.
0: So. Yeah, I mean, to me like uh I mean, the way they handled Wilson all of last year was probably the most embarrassing thing. I like more embarrassing than the ninety losses to a degree.
1: Well, I I mean, and like this is uh, maybe we'll make it full time. Maybe we'll put I you mean, right field. You
0: know, this is your fault. Why don't you know how to call these
1: pitches? I have like a stark disagreement on friend of the pod Dan Buffa on this one because he yep. was basically like, I, like, he wrote a whole piece basically talking shit on Flaherty, um, and yes. You know, one attacking him for his injury history and, you know, all, like all this, he was just airing a bunch of dirty longbies,
0: Well You can't really you know. attack a guy. for. I mean, like I
1: he owned up to it. Like he at least like, I mean, he could have yeah. just said nothing. Isn't that worse than being like, yeah, I was definitely the problem here. If anything, I mean, it either does nothing or it makes him look like a better guy. I don't see how you can take it. The
0: I, way. I mean, I, I, to, when it came out, I just looked at it and just kind of shrugged. I didn't, it didn't really change my, I mean, I still like Jack, but it didn't change, like, my opinion of Flaherty, of Wilson, or even the – I just kind of thought it was like – I was like, this just, like, like why are we bringing this up now after all this time on it? At-
1: yeah, it, was pro- it was probably just a podcast question because, I mean, it looked like he was on a, on an episode. Yeah,
0: like I mean, that's what he was on. I think it was on Foul Territory is what it was. Um, the only other thing I saw um, was Imanaga, the other uh, – Oh, yeah. Yeah, the other uh Japanese league pitcher or Japanese we don't league. want to fall into the trap of Just, uh, confusing Koreans and Japanese. He's a, yeah, he's
1: uh in NPB, is that the name of it? I, I, I think that's what it is. Yeah.
0: Um uh, so his posting the end of his posting day is coming up, and it looks like the Giants are the front runner to get him. Um, so that's the only other like meaningful baseball news I can think about there. Anything else?
1: Uh, no, I mean,
0: Thor is uh writing up a massive review for Lady Ballers for the website, so it was that stupid conservative, like,
1: dude's playing Lady Ballers. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, you know, So I mean, good for Thor and good for the w- website. It and is. I just forgot that that project existed. And I'm like, oh, yeah. It's a like little movie. It's, 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 it's more not the movie review project, just the movie itself. Yeah. But I'm like, oh, I forgot that stupid shit. exists. We can make
0: our own. Like, we're in stock up this Patreon money. So, yeah. I don't
1: know.
0: Well, I mean, I don't know. We met our obligations. So nice hey, I, I did it. apply
1: so to... uh. Get. I did apply to John Boy Media's uh, job posting. <laughs> oh, what was it? <laughs> it was just uh, some sort of content person on it. And I was just like, th- and like the first question was like, can you reliably uh, make it to our New York office every day of the week? And I was like, in May? nope. Nope.
0: <laughs> we can in May. Yeah, for two days. For two days.
1: Uh, over the weekend. <laughs>
0: That'd be good. We can do that. Yeah, man. Um, we got a crumble champ.
1: Oh man. My crumble champ is that guy now wearing the Hannibal Lecter mask who attacked that judge. That's my crumble champ. Oh
0: yeah, that was funny.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I guess mine would be uh I guess I'll give it out to Ryan. I swung by and saw him in Connecticut today before heading home, and he gave me uh Roberto Bolano's uh By Night in Chile. So I'm gonna read that. So that's good.
1: I don't um, know what that is.
0: It's a book.
1: Well, bit. I figured said it's re- a, <laughs> a
0: about a um, priest following the overthrow of Salvador Allende during Pinochet's regime, and how he's training Pinochet's like uh, military or intelligentsia to spot Marxists. Um, That's an expected behavior. It's a good Bolano's awesome. He wrote this book called Twenty Six Sixty Six that um, it's like twelve hundred pages and it's divided in like five separate books, but. It is the best book I've ever ever read in my life. That book has fucked me up in so many ways. Hmm. Um, I would highly recommend, if you ever want to, like, challenge yourself in the aspect of, like, um, it's got incredibly beautiful... uh, uh, It's an incredibly beautiful piece of prose. It's also, like, staring into the abyss at times uh, because it deals with... One, it presents it fucks with you. Um, it presents you with a lot, like a lot of like literary puzzles. So he's fucking with you the entire time, and it also deals with topics ranging from um, uh, like living in like a post World War II industrial society. Uh, treatment of, like, women in Latin America. Like, the main setting is the city that's, like, a stand-in for, like, Juarez, Mexico. Mm. And one of the books is the retelling of 114 rapes and murders of women there, all done by a single serial killer. Oh. And that part is, like, the most famous part of 2666, and it's, like, reading the abyss. It's fantastic, but holy shit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, I think I'll uh, stick with probably with the yeah. uh, New York Times best-selling author and humorist um, Fred Stevens David Sedaris. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did buy one of his yes, books no, I just it because I saw the first chapter was titled school shooting. I'm like, "Yep, that's We
0: got it, baby. We got that's it." That's me, baby. Um, um any of the people out there listening like, yeah, read Roberto Bolaño. He's uh, he's incredible. Um he died like 20 years ago actually this year. Um Roberto. So uh, Ryan is Hey, oh, it's me. Right. Aha.
1: and he actually, you know, that's pretty
0: Oh yeah, he came out and hung out for my birthday thing. Yeah. And that was great.
1: Oh god, should we tell the bullshit the thing with Cody? You can lie. Oh, so <laughs>
0: <Bryce>. <laughs> We started you know, off playing of We started off playing poker and Nick's dad's playing with us. He's like, "Come on, let's fucking deal the cards and I want a $20 buy-in." he is whopping it up and it we he is hilarious um we bring up we're talking about like uh, when i taught and we were ta- talking about like special needs students and nick's dad rips the most casual r slur that like you can like for a guy who's 70 years old like no malice it's just like we're hearing a guy talk like he's back in 1960s again and that fucking killed us we were laughing our ass off on it we know it wasn't being mean. it's just like he just he we pulled him out uh we pulled him out of time and from like 1967 <laughs> like, so his dad was just killing us the entire night um he eventually like just goes and he just settles down nick's friends come over and we have a uh, his friend i think it's cody davis is in name yeah. We're looks like him. when i said he came in i thought i'm like skinny lucci <laughs> that's what i called <laughs> yeah. him i'm like i had to do a double table like lucci you fucking got it together uh so he we're playing bullshit so if you know how the card game bullshit is it's sequential order you put down i have a nine i have x amount of this blah 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 if you think someone's lying say bullshit they have to take the cards the goal is to not have any cards okay now you know a drinking game go play it with your kids so uh, Cody hasn't played or he hasn't played in a long time and we get to him and
1: like three rotations. around. The I, I think you remember
0: see. it better because I I thought I was going to die because it dominated. I was laughing about it for 30 minutes. I I thought I was going to fucking have a stroke, but what, what did he, we get to him first? And I remember he put down the wrong card after he says this. <laughs> we had to correct him and he was like, oh, but, like, what what happened? I mean, it gets to him, and he uh, is like, we're on 10s. And he's like, uh, what do he say? He's like, uh, he <laughs> takes two cards. He's like, can we lie? <laughs> and we're looking at him like, yeah, man. That's the point of it. And we're on 10s. And he goes, two jacks. If I start fucking, I'm like, now I don't know what he's lying about. <laughs> like, <did> he... <laughs> Just the most sweet, innocent... Wait a minute, we can lie? Yeah! You're
1: surprised! That was the... Well, that, well <laughs> my favorite thing with him was, I was like, I'm going to make an alliance with you. I won't call bullshit on you, you don't call bullshit on me. And he's like,
0: oh, okay. Oh, Josh, like, Joshua like, Horace, Horowitz. Yeah, him.
1: Like, uh, at the very beginning of the game. Mind you, we now know he didn't know how to play the game, so he was just agreeing to an alliance because he thought it was funny. He, he thought it was cool and cute. <laughs> So, and then and then of course he like uh i i think it was like it might have been that king's hand or something and then he he gets it and i have three kings in my hand and this is i think after this is like after he learned you can lie and he's like oh uh, two kings and he puts it down i'm like bullshit like it's mathematically impossible for you to have that yeah. and then i was like oh fuck i'm sorry and dude broke
0: the and then
1: i broke it again and <laughs> he was
0: still up you at one point got your just uh cuz you ended up with like 25 cards sure. at one point <laughs> There was, there was a point that... where like me, Nick, and Ryan, actually it was me and Ryan. Me and Ryan got like not mean, but like tired of it. We're just calling <laughs> it on everyone. was so like even on each other, like I would be like, I'm not playing it bullshit on myself. Like, go to the next one. But <laughs> My... I have a two bullshit, put it back in your hand.
1: <laughs> My favorite thing was uh yeah, I was looking through like, like I had such a big deck of cards. I'm like, oh, we're on sevens. Okay. And I'm like looking through and I realized people are watching me and I've gone through my entire stack and I'm just like, fuck. And I just start going through it again. Like I didn't. I, okay. Oh, uh, one seven. And it's very obvious that I have nothing. So I'm just
0: like. Yep, there you go. There, there you go. I had one like where, because uh, you had so many cards at one point, you played like one card and then afterwards, like, fuck, I still have more of these. Yeah, yeah. yeah was, I, I had half
1: the deck in my hand, basically.
0: It was fun. It was fun. You know, it was a good, good night. You know, Nick got me a cake and everything. It was very sweet. We very got sweet.
1: you a cake, you oh. little cool oh.
0: fuck. We both fire. got you we a cake. We had meatballs, vegan meatballs. We stuff. did. So it was a good birthday. Good way to celebrate thirty three. My last year on this planet. Tom's only lived to be thirty three and no, no, sixty four days on Earth.
1: Yeah, you're gonna go up with Elon next I'm year. I'm gonna
0: be in heaven. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna call God the i ar- am okay. I'm gonna call God the R ar- slur in heaven. <laughs> I, have a, I have a new
1: movie. It's 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 called Fat Angels. <laughs> That's that's it. That's it. Where does where does fat angels? Wait, what's
0: the one um, in Home Alone? Angels with dirty wings. We just be like angels with fat wings. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so we got Crumble Champs. Who's All our right. patrons?
1: All right, we got Richie. Yep. Who um,
0: wished me happy birthday? Thank you, Richie.
1: Very sweet boy. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: We have Bravo, who has shitty takes about the Thunder. Mm-hmm. Shy Gilgis Alexander. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and I know I'm wrong by saying this. So this is exaggeration, but is a fucking scrub. Uh three. <laughs> um, we got Cran, who's a sweetheart and got her shirts today.
0: Oh, did she? I haven't checked um, Discord. I was I've been drunk a lot the past few days. I got I've um, gained a lot of weight, I'm bloated.
1: So we got those. Then okay, we got Richie, Bravo, Cran. We got Jeff, we got Alex, we have Nick. We have James. Uh-huh. Who am I missing? Who am I missing? i missing Jeff. I already said Jeff.
0: said so Jeff, Tyler, Nick, Alex, Richie, Cran, Bravo, and James. Yeah. Yeah. That's eight. I,
1: I mean, you said them all. I was at yeah. seven. I missed somebody.
0: They're my best friends. Yeah. They give me money. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Also, I'm... for those listening, Tom has just been fingering his belly button. I'm laying down on the
0: couch minutes. in the corner of the couch. I'm just being...
1: It's been gross. I've been looking at it and I'm just like stop.
0: Because stallion. the thing
1: is, like, I know how my belly button smells and it fucking reeks after like a like, Really? I mean, after like all day. It smells
0: pretty good. You want to whip? No. It smells like cedar. <laughs> cedar. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. It fucking uh... smells like putrid baby shit.
0: No, I mean it smells like Smells like like uh... no,
1: it, it 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 would it would smell like whenever like you get a cast off and what your yeah. arm smells like because you haven't been able to wash it properly in months.
0: No, this this smells like uh uh it's my favorite my favorite cologne. It smells like au jus sauce. It's my mm. favorite cologne yeah. to wear. Tastes like it too. You want to taste? You look like Randy, dude. I do. <laughs> Starsky and gut
1: <laughs> yo what's up Starsky and gut
0: and you're being j-rock i don't give a fuck <laughs> you're being j-rock it can happen to you because it happened to me uh, i was getting we're stealing radios with this motherfucker right here
1: well <laughs> like i feel like i have just like the general like temperament and shortness of ricky no least. you
0: do um you can do the ricky isms we can call them josh isms or something jisms jisms yeah, yeah um i still think ryan's a great bubbles ryan is a good i can play a lot of characters like uh but i honestly because like i take my shirt off a lot at this house already and we'll walk around in pants of some sort like i have to be randy who came to port cape a couple years ago i remember so um about that yeah who we fucking tonight who we fuck the Jesuits yeah that's a new group of people yeah fuck slu fuck those fucking man. fuck Chevette's arena piece of shit fuck what they did to gentrify grand fuck slu yeah yeah code that on that one